You're listening to the Awkward High Five Podcast. You can follow along in your book. You'll know it's time to turn the page when you hear the chimes ring like this. Never before in the history of motion pictures has there been a screen presence so commanding, so powerful, so deadly. He's Conan, the librarian. Can you tell me where I can find a book on astronomy? Don't you know the Dewey Decimal System? Go episode three, UHF baby, UHF. That is what that opening clip is from. I, I mean, you have to know that movie. I don't. It, w- it would be sad if there's people out there that don't know that movie. Yeah, and if you haven't seen it, I know it's out on DVD. I've seen the DVD. <laughs> yeah, better I was, be out. On. I was gonna buy the DVD. I think Weird Al's definitely raking in some uh, some loot from that still. <laughs> so check out this. So loop. is Kramer. <laughs> oh yeah, that's where Kramer got his start. Yeah, you're right. Up. You're right. Totally. That and um, Transylvania 65. <laughs> <laughs> and the one guest spot on Cheers. I know that because I'm now, I'm a Cheers, uh, like, aficionado. I love Cheers. I, I love Cheers, too. Well, don't. They're all on Netflix. Really? Yeah, just watch every oh, single yeah, one yeah. of them. I've Once s- I get a computer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you probably don't even know what Netflix is. <laughs> it's not, I don't, mean, I don't mean that send away for the discs and they'll send you them through the mail. They watch I'm, it through the computer. Yeah, there's this whole thing where they, you could. Uh, Check out this loop that's going on. You like that? Mm-hmm. Keep it going. We could sound like we could yeah. sound like radio professionals. All right, I'm gonna bring it down now. Yeah, UHF. I I I did a lot of work today. I made this loop. I got a uh, a whole bunch of um, of movie openings that I'm not gonna tell you about. I'm just gonna play them. I'm really excited about that. The shows. Best part. Like I said, I'm trying to. Uh, I'm trying to um, get movies that like we used to watch all the time and like actually say uh, say lines from and all that shit. And that was definitely one of the biggest. If Don't not you the know biggest. this Dewey Decimal? I was I was thinking about doing um uh, <laughs> uh what's her name the the nanny who was in it and she's like I don't see a noodles McIntyre. Oh yeah, that McIntosh. was the nanny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fran, Fran something, Fran Drescher. Was yeah, in. yeah. The movie was star-studded for its time. Yeah. Who knew that uh, Weird Al had such pull? <laughs> <laughs> to get stars in his, in his He little was the bu- platform for some of them. He was. Kramer's platform, that's for sure. Weird Al is a crazy thing because, I mean, literally, he... Uh, like invented his own thing. I mean, there's parody, there's parody people out there, but he like is the parody person. Yeah, you know? no doubt. There's nobody else that does does parody songs no like doubt. that. And since the '80s, he's been making bank off of just taking whatever songs on the radio, putting stupid words to it. You know, and sometimes his versions are better than the original versions. A lot of times they are, <laughs> and also his uh, his um, original songs are the fucking yeah, shit. stuck in a closet with Vanna White. Yeah, or um, though, yeah, that that whole album, even worse, is is just the best album. Yeah, that's the one where he's like Michael Jackson on the cover. Fat? Oh no, that's fat. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's even worse. Yeah, fat's on even worse. Oh, is it? Yeah, and that has stuck oh, okay. in the closet. Yeah, that's the best it one. has. Uh, and then um, it has two of my favorite songs. Not Velvet even, Elvis. No, Velvet Elvis is good. That's really even though that's done. They say Velvet Elvis isn't a. Um, it's supposed to be like a sting song or well, a police song. It says done in the like in the, the vein of, of the yeah, police. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's uh, and even that if you listen to that, if the police sang that song, you'd be like, this is a good fucking song. <laughs> but no. Um, uh, Melanie, yeah, and great. and those are the good old days. Oh, great! Yeah, great. both of those songs are, and they're totally original. They're not even in the vein of anything. And and, just, yeah, good old days. It's a beautiful tune. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. Yeah, even though he's talking about like killing his old, uh, <laughs> his fucking <laughs> driving people out to the desert and leaving them tied up and shit. It's, yeah, oh, dude, yeah, some of that shit is dark. Melanie's dark too. Yeah. Melanie's about him stalking a chick across yeah, the street yeah. and then like wanting to kill her. And it's the first time he saw her was in the shower hey, reaching hey, for hey, some soap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why won't you go out? I wish we could play that, but I think 
I think Weird Al is probably too high of a level of, of yeah. sueness. Is sueness? But I don't think Weird Al would sue being how many times he's been on the business end of that. You know what I mean? Dude, I <laughs> promise you that Weird Al has nothing to do with the suing of that. Like he, <laughs> Weird Al has so many lawyers and so much yeah. fucking shit. I bet you uh, if um, he wanted to, <laughs> Weird Al would like come down hard on your ass. Or you'd be like, damn, Weird Al's a fucking dick. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm not going to fuck around with Weird Al. Yeah, let's not fuck with Al. The last thing I want to do. And also, he's a- he doesn't age. The motherfucker never ages. Yeah, he, right? He just put out that new album, and it literally looks like... Uh, I say literally a lot on this. I think it's a verbal clutch of, crutch of me. I haven't noticed now. Yeah, well, now you're going to notice, because I say it all the time. And uh, which, So he came out with a new album. Yeah, he did a... Uh, What's his main parody? You didn't hear this? This no. came out um, uh, probably maybe even a year ago now. Uh, and he did he did eight eight videos in eight days and um he uh he, he covered Wait, was that the name of a song or he literally no, did he, eight videos in literally eight days? so yeah i like that oh okay see <laughs> now, right, I'm now we're gonna count the literally <laughs> i'm gonna start hash uh not hashtagging making hash marks tab marks of literally's on the show uh he did uh no he did he put out an album um and then to promote that album he did eight different music videos with eight different directors uh. And they all had like guest cameos and stuff like that. And then he put them out eight days in a row on different websites, which was pretty cool. So like uh, so like all the big websites like, um, I don't know, Gawker or what, you know, those kind of websites. No, I don't know, but yeah, I'll take your word for yeah. it. <laughs> there's these things on the Internet YouTube. that are called websites. So when you go on the Internet, there's these actual places, addresses that you go and they'll those give you those www dot things. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. So on those www dot things, Weird Al had a couple of videos. <laughs> OK, cool. And they were funny. He did a um, what's that Lord song? Uh yeah, uh, I know who you're talking about. Oh, well, you know the bam 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 bam. I don't know. I don't know these songs. I, but. I know who Lord is, but I don't, I don't uh, know wait, is Royals? Is she the Royals? Right? Yeah, that's yeah. Her. So he did yeah. that, and, and instead of Royals, he did a uh, aluminum foil, <laughs> and it's all about like the different uses for aluminum foil and shit. So at, like in Damn, the beginning, he's, he's like talking about how he's like gonna put his food in there, but at the end, he's talking about how he's gonna put it on his head and keep aliens out. And <laughs> yeah, shit. yeah. It's funny. It's it's worth listening to. And taking oh, and fuzz he did, out of the uh, TV set by putting the aluminum foil on the rabbit ears. Yeah, I, I think That's maybe it's got to be in there yeah, somewhere. Probably. And uh, don't put aluminum foil in the microwave. <laughs> Science oven. Don't put it, yes. Yeah. Learned that one a couple years ago. Oh, yeah? You <laughs> finally figured that out? <laughs> See, you could have Googled it, but you don't have a computer. Actually, I figured that out when Bulmer put a pot in our microwave at Stockton. So he didn't know either. So I'm going to have to put him on the same level here okay so first balmer is our friend second stockton is the college we went to third a pot was in the microwave yep do you remember that i don't but i do remember uh one time at stockton um so for the people listening we we had you know just your regular dirty ass uh dude apartment yep. at a college it yep. was me 19 it was me and richie uh, another kid we grew up with and then and then the fourth roommate was always kind of random and um it was a party place party hole party hole yeah yeah (laughs) i don't even know if i'm proud of that because we weren't we weren't like uh we weren't like jocks you know it wasn't like or like we weren't a frat or anything but our our one roommate sold weed so like people constantly came over there to buy and not like not like he just he slung uh dime bags like he sold weight like that this was his occupation you know yeah it it was it was both because remember us stuttering bread upstairs what? Yeah, th- there was this cat that lived upstairs from us. We called him Stuttering Brett, and he'd always come downstairs to buy some weed, and his stuttering was so bad. And he would just stand at the door and say, got any? Oh, yeah. And it would take so long that, you know, we would just pull him in through the door because we didn't want people sitting there, like, wondering what he's about to say. I do remember that. But he always wanted weed, I guess, you know, but he just wanted to say, <laughs> So the thing I remember with the microwave is it was a part. It was a party or an after party at our place. Yeah, it was, it was probably par- about five a.m. Bomber wanted to make some rice. That's not what I'm talking about, though. Oh. <laughs> I, I remember uh, a chick. There was some girl. Uh, there was like maybe like five or six of us. There wasn't a lot of us, and there was like some girl. I don't. I I couldn't remember who she was, but she was one of the ch- girls who just hung out there all the time, like hung out on the couch and shit, and. Uh, it was again, it was like five or six in the morning, like partied all night or whatever. And everyone was kind of passing out on the couches. And she was like, I'm hungry. And I think the only thing that we had was popcorn. Do you remember this? You, you might have. I don't know where I don't this know. is going. So I was like, you can make a bag of popcorn. So you know how you put popcorn in for like three minutes or whatever? Yeah, or just hit the popcorn button. Yeah. Well, I don't know if our science oven was that sophisticated <laughs> at that time. We might have had yours from the Giordana household. I don't know. Probably. Uh, 
But but I remember we kept it on a chair in the when you just walked in. It wasn't even in the kitchen. It wasn't on a table. We just kept it on a chair. Well, yeah. The dartboard. I remember. <laughs> I remember it was on the kitchen table one time, and I made something, and like an idiot, I just sat there in front of it, and then I realized, like, fuck, I'm probably getting like radiation, <laughs> a brain tumor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but this girl, she put um. If there was a popcorn button, that makes her even more dumb because she put it in and, and and it was cooking and we were just hanging out and whatever we were doing, you know what I mean? Time was slipping away and we and we had forgotten. And instead of uh, three minutes, she put 30 minutes Oof. and and then it was, so we were hanging out and then like 30 minutes later, all of a sudden it was just like... <laughs> And the fucking microwave went on fire because it was in there. For, it was in there for so fucking. Uh, long. You don't remember that? No. The whole microwave was smoked out. The alarm started going the off. Alarm, the yeah, yeah. Then the cops would come and they would think they were gonna get, get a big drug raid going when the smoke alarms go off. Then you hear them on the on the radio. It's confirmed burnt popcorn. <laughs> I remember when we burned bacon that one time. Remember that lady cop was like bacon. Yeah, yeah. The cops at that school sucked. Yeah, there was a couple cool ones. I uh. Even just the fact that there's cops, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. They got to keep things in order. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I guess if people are, like, getting stabbed and shit. But that but, wasn't happening in uh, the Pine Barrens of no, New Jersey. No, Galway Township. But I remember the Balmer thing. Um, yeah, it was, like, 5 a.m., you know, like you said, dwindling down. And he said he wanted to make some rice. So I was like, go ahead, make some rice. I never heard anyone making rice in a microwave before, but, you know, I'll, uh, I'll pick up on my microwave knowledge. <laughs> So he, I, I'm gonna, I, I've never heard of that either. So, yeah, it's yeah. weird. So it must be a UB thing. I was in my room and I could kind of see the kitchen from my room, and I remember like blue lightning streaking across the kitchen, <laughs> and then Bomber coming out like a little wounded puppy dog, like I didn't know you couldn't do that, and the microwave was burning down, and things were zapping. Well, he just wanted to make some rice, the poor cat. He needed rice. Bomber loves rice. <laughs> he likes his rice. Um, when uh. I didn't know this was going to be microwave story day, but uh, but um, when uh, my grandmother, who's uh, still alive, but this is probably like about 10 years ago, and she was like a nutcase. And uh, she, you know, there was one time where we had a party <clears throat> at the house. My whole family is partiers for anybody at home. Um, just so you know, a little background on my family. They're all little nuts and they all drink too much. Just like I'm sure your family, like everybody's <laughs> family. But yeah. I'm not trying to say they're original in that fact, but that's the case. And my grandma was probably like in her 80s, eh, probably in her late 70s at the time. And there was one time where she got all drunk and she was like just standing in the kitchen and when she was wearing a dress and all of a sudden she just started pissing on the floor <laughs> like because she was like hammered drunk and like I don't know I could think guess she thought she was in the shower or something. But that wasn't even what I'm talking about. My uh, my mom had a mug um, back in the day that somebody bought her. I think it was a Christmas mug. And it was one of these annoying ass mugs where every time you lifted it up, it would play jingle bells. You know what I'm uh, talking about? Yes. So it shuts up when you put the mug down and then you lift it up and it's like, ding, 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 right. In like MIDI. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, we all hated the fucking mug, but my mom loved the mug and my, and my mom, uh, I don't know. I'm not going to say anything bad either way, but just like any wife and mother-in-law relationship, there's they had the regular wife and mother-in-law relationship. The, the grandma I'm talking about is my my father's mother, and um, so my mom loved this mug. <laughs> And my grandma wanted to go make a cup of tea in the science oven. And, and she's, I guess she selected that mug and nobody knew. And she put it in the oven and we're all sitting around the fucking table. It's like Christmas time. Everybody's happy and shit. And all of a sudden you hear like, ding, 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 ding. And we're like, why is that thing going off? And then you hear ding, ding, ding. <laughs> yes. And it just totally melted the whole fucking thing out. It was great. And we were all happy. I was say you probably were all so happy. We're like, way to go, Gma. Good to go. <laughs> So, yeah, that's you pretty much covered everything about microwaves possible. <laughs> I think this is the third episode of this podcast that we've done. And I don't I think that we've brought up a microwave all three times. <laughs> yeah, we this is have. this is now our threat. Lou Diamond Phillips. <laughs> I just had to say that because it, now it that's there. Said, right. Yeah. So Lou Diamond Phillips and microwaves are our thread through these yep. three episodes. At least we'll see how long we keep this going. I don't personally trending. I personally don't have any more microwave stories. I'm all out myself. So uh, maybe we'll see. We should have saved some of those for later episodes. <laughs> They'll come out. <laughs> I'm sure there's more. So last episode, we kind of rambled. We didn't really stay on track of our of our story together, which is w- what we're trying to kind of do. I mean, we're here to talk and bullshit and have right. fun. And, and, and I'm just kind of reminiscing with you, sort of. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. And again, 
for anybody just listening to this who maybe hasn't listened to the other two episodes, uh, me and Richie were friends for a very, very, very long time since we were five years old. 30 uh, years, 30 years. We, we pretty much did everything with each other, lived with each other, worked with each other. Uh, oh, Bob's Market in Delhi is another yeah. huge thing. Yeah. Um, worked with each other, played in a band, traveled around the United States in a van with each other, uh, all that shit. Um, and then in the last, I don't know, five years maybe, you know, it's we, we've kind of been... Holy shit, yeah. Yeah, it's probably about <laughs> five years. Um, it, well, basically what it is is we got problems. Both of us have problems. <laughs> and uh, and um, this 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 podcast is pretty much us just trying to, to rekindle a friendship, um, rehash some stuff, uh, talk about shit. You know, I, I, I don't... I love the fact that this is funny and, and we're all fucking around, but there is also serious shit that, I, that we're going to get to sooner or later and talk about. And uh, hopefully at the end of it, things could change and we could be friends and everything would be great. And that's the whole point of this. And um, I keep trying to come up with a name that it revolves around that and I can't fucking think of it. So Devin and Richie works fine for me for now. <laughs> the Devin and Richie show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that yeah. sums it up, right? I don't know. But there need, I think with podcasts, there needs to be like a, a name and then with the host. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. You know, I get that's the way it goes. Well, you you want to sell it somehow, right? I you got know? You. Like I, I want because I want people to look at it and and see like the blah 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 show with Devin and Richie, and then read the synopsis of what it is, which is basically what I just said, yeah. But probably better written, hopefully, um, and then be like, oh shit, this is something I could I could you know get along with something that I could relate to or whatever, yeah. and then listen to it and and hear that we're we're we're, we're nice guys, kind of funny. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. It'll come around. We'll figure it out. <laughs> well, hopefully in the next couple episodes, because I want to start putting these up. So, well, I don't know. Whatever. We'll figure that out. Yeah. The Nameless, as of right now, The Nameless Podcast. So, uh, yeah, last week we talked about um, the bike thing, which yep. wasn't, what, it doesn't really push the story along very well, but it was, in my life, it was like a big thing. That was pretty big. And uh, and we had referenced it the episode before, so I figured it was worth talking about. Yeah. So at that point, we were in what? What grade was that? That was seventh grade. Seventh grade. Yeah. Right. So at that point, we had been friends for a long time already, right? Mm-hmm. Seven years or kindergarten. So how old are you in seventh grade? Yeah, seven years. I think because I'm thinking I was 12 in seventh grade. So. Well, no. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You have to be. Right, because then you're 14 when you go into high school. I don't know. The grade thing is so fucking yeah. confusing. Yeah, because I'm I was 12 in seventh grade, so yeah, that's, I'm gonna go with seven years. Because you still grow up and you think that people are a year older. That like uh like let's say um like Tevis, our friend Tevis, a guitar player in our band. He I consider him a year older than me. He is. But he's not. He's six months older than me. Oh, okay. You see what he I'm was saying? He's a grade above. Yeah, he's a grade above. Right, he's right. a grade above us. So you like school screws you up that way. Right. You know what I mean? It is tricky. But his his birthday's in October. His birthday is November first, and mine's February. You that know whole what I mean? cut off date thing. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, so that's that, messed up. Because I know that you know for the grade that we were in, I was young for our grade because I didn't turn the age that everybody turned while you're in that grade until July. So it was over the summer where I. Right. You so know. yeah, that's a good point. So yeah. we would we consider ourselves the same age because we were always in the same grade, but I'm 5 months older than you. Right. And Tevis is 6 months older than me, but he was in a different grade, you know, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. So it's overlapping. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. School's uh, over. School's out. Man, I don't know. <laughs> I've been thinking about going back. <laughs> well, it's fun, but you know, make something of myself for yeah. once. School isn't always the answer. <laughs> do you hear that kids at home school isn't always the end stay I, out of school well no. i mean nowadays with uh with the way the student loans are and stuff i totally understand that i wish unless I you're going so. to, unless you're going to i don't want to be all like uh i don't know like I, I know or whatever but i firmly believe that unless you're going to college for a specific thing right. like uh to be an engineer or an environmentalist or something like that like a track or whatever then you, it's not worth going right. to get I totally bachelor's. agree. Yeah. To a do liberal a liberal arts degree. Right. I mean, and you try know. and get a job in sales. Right. <laughs> Which is exactly what I did. That's exactly what I did. You know, like I, I graduated with a communications degree. Now, when we when we went to college, we were pretty heavy playing in the band. Mm-hmm. And, and and for better or worse, my my thing was kind of just like right, whatever. I'm going to I want to get my degree. It's something that I want to do. So I'm going to go get my degree, but I know whatever degree I walk out of there with, I'm going to just be playing with the band 
in afterwards. You know what I mean? That yep. kind of thing. Yep. But that's that's what I did. I got a communications degree, and then I got a sales job, and then I stayed in that sales job for twelve years and, and hated myself. We really got screwed on that whole communications thing because uh, I also did communications, and we had a lot of fun doing it. You know, we were both in the band, and with communications, we got to do a lot of audio and you know video recording yeah, the classes and were great. engineering. Yeah, but Stockton. <laughs> You know, well, don't slander Stockton. I'm not going to slander Stockton. I'm just going to say they were a little behind on their technology. And for me to say that, right? You know what I mean? It's well, we were. I do recall editing videotape while we were yeah. there in the early 2000s. Yeah. I mean, I graduated college in 2003, mm-hmm. so at that point, videotape probably wasn't the right. You know, the right. way to go. And we were doing everything analog. They couldn't afford anything digital. Right. Well, and now, but that was that was when it was the Richard Stockton College of New Jersey. Yeah, now, now it's, it's Stockton uni, right? Universe. Yeah. I actually yeah. like that because I'm I'm actively in the job hunt. So um, I changed, change that resume I changed to uni. my resume to Stockton <laughs> like University. That. Check it out, dudes. Uh-huh. Uh, I never thought I'd be a university grad, <laughs> but I am now. Thank Grandfathered you. Grandfathered in. Thank you. And uh, I didn't have to live in uh, hotel rooms as dorms in Atlantic City to get it done either. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it's uh, yeah. Stockton's a uh, in South Jersey, in Pomona, New Jersey, right? Is that where it is? Pomona? Pomona, yeah. Yeah. It's a good school. Yeah. But we, but on the whole, you know, audio, video side of things, we definitely got gypped, for sure. Yeah, we probably should have went to Rutgers our like everybody else. And, yeah. You know, but whatever. If we wanted to be in the woods and yeah, Sleepaway camp with books. That's how I used to describe <laughs> it. And that school's on, a, on a, this lake called Lake Fred. And uh, yep, yep. it's like their star attraction is just this shitty. Yeah. It's, I heard it's a requirement to graduate to swim in the lake. Oh, that's what I heard. Really? <laughs> that's what I did. <laughs> well, we I remember uh, and, uh, we don't need to get into college stories like uh, but uh, our, our one roommate, Anthony um, and everybody, though, I think saved up all the Marlboro miles. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know if they still I don't think they do Marlboro miles anymore. I don't think that's a thing. Yeah, I don't know. But we, we saved up all the Marlboro miles and got that fucking raft. Raft, yeah. And, br- and, and brought it out on Lake Fred and uh, at like four in the morning, like a bunch of dicks. But the thing that I remember is we got in the raft and then we're paddling and we went all the way out into the middle of this lake. So like we're pretty much at the epicenter of this lake. Uh, and I was thinking to myself like, man, it would suck to fucking like fall out of this thing here. <laughs> it's in the middle of the night and like there's like nothing around. And then I actually did fall out of it. And we were in like two feet of water. Like I literally hit really? and it was like up to maybe up to my knees. And I was like, oh, OK, I probably could have just walked out to the middle of this. I'm sure there's deep parts of it, but I thought Ant burnt a hole in it with a cigarette and it deflated and everyone had to swim back. Well, maybe that's what happened. That's, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. heard something like that. Yeah. I wasn't there for it. But. Yeah, maybe that is what happened. Either way, we went all the way out to the middle of the lake and then we all ended up in the lake. <laughs> and I'm just letting everybody out there, um, all you freshmen that are getting ready to go to Stockton University now. I just want to let you know that like Fred's a farce. Yeah. It's not deep. Don't fear drowning. Yeah, don't. Just as a matter of fact, a good idea would be to get as drunk as possible. Um, and walk across the lake. And, and <laughs> go out there in the middle of the night and just and just swim around and enjoy the, <laughs> enjoy the scenery. So, yeah. Right. See, now we're totally off the subject. Yeah. It all started with the microwave. But no, Stockton was great. I, I mean, you know, if to, to judge college on the experience and not the education, Stockton was a good time. Sure. Definitely. Yeah. So in in college, like I mentioned in college, we were in the band, uh, and um, I guess that's kind of, I mean, um, we talked about the Stickman comics, and that's when we started being creative with each other, uh, and and feeling each other out, like comedy wise and creative wise. But then when in middle school, around the time after the bike accident, well, when did it start? When did we start playing with each other? I would say around the time in utero came out because that was the the big influence. I but think that was on like us. ninety ninety three, right? Yeah, okay. So we were 93. So that would have been like 8th grade. Cuz I hadn't decided yet that I knew how to play the drums. Well, yeah, you didn't. Yeah. Yeah. It was what how did we start that thing? I think it was 8th grade and you obviously you know we're already a guitar player. Yeah. Okay. So my thing is that uh, I, I was um, my father's a professional uh, uh, guitar player. He's a jazz guy, Berkeley grad. Um, blah blah blah, and he started me playing guitar at a very young age, like at like five years old or whatever. But just like anybody who has a father who does something, you, you don't want to do it as you get older. So like I did it when I was a kid. I learned all the basics probably from when I was like five to like eight or nine or maybe even ten or something like that. And then uh, and then like I just didn't want to do it anymore. I didn't care about it because it was like what my dad did, and I thought it was lame. 
and then um i and but then but that was also back when i was like listening to you know i was like nine years old i was like listening to like anthrax no not even no. that's not I, that's what i mean i wasn't listening to music i was listening like when i was eight years old i was listening to what was on mtv i was probably listening to like fucking paul abdul or some yeah, shit well, you know what i mean damn when we were eight i would say it was more gnr motley crew uh, poison yeah but you know i don't Right, but I, I don't think those things. I remember as a kid, the, the one band that I remember listening to younger as a young. I would, I would love to say that I was into Poison and Motley Crue, and, and I thought and, we were. Uh, uh, later on, well, I, I, my mom was the one. I remember one time we were in my mom's restaurant and they had a jukebox there, and someone put "Sweet Child of Mine" on it, and my mom said, "Listen to this band. You should be listening to this." But that was a later on. It wasn't like that hit like as soon as uh, as soon as Appetite for Destruction came out. You know, and uh, really, because I remember us all bringing our cassette tapes to school like this band is the noise. Yeah, maybe, I guess. But I remember listening to my favorite band as a child, uh, Huey Lewis and the News. Yes, was Huey Lewis and the News. I knew yeah. it. Yeah. So that was my, my, uh, my father is a jazz musician. And so he listened to jazz all the time. And it, I don't care who you are and how cool you think you are. When you're fucking eight years old, you're not listening to jazz. No. It's just not happening. No. You know what I mean? Like, it's not. I appreciate jazz now. I, I I love that art form and everything like that. But anybody who sits there and says like, "Yeah, man, I was into jazz since I was a kid," they're <laughs> fucking knew. they're fucking lying. They're, yeah. You just you can't. You're not that cool. It doesn't even the most melodic, uh, catchy shit out there. It just doesn't doesn't hit you right, you know. Um, so yeah. So anyway, I wasn't playing like I wasn't listening to guitar kind of music. But then I guess maybe I got into Guns N' Roses, uh, yeah. Motley Crue. Poison was awesome. Poison was awesome. Uh, yeah, and most people want to admit that most people act like those bands suck. Well, not Guns N' Roses. Guns N' Roses has like uh, infinite clout. Yeah, but like if you bring up Mot- Motley Crue or Poison or any of those bands, everyone's like, "Oh, I that think shit those sucks." Dudes are so cool. And and I and I you know and us we eventually turned into punk kids. Um, and uh, and so I'm sure that I've said that before. Like, oh, Poison sucks. But I've I had those fucking. I had look with the cat drag. Then I fucking love oh, that. Yeah, album. yeah. I used to love Unskinny Bob. I thought that guitar riff in that song was so rad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you listen to it now, it's kind of a corny song. You know, it is corny, but it's like CC Deville was whacked out of his gourd with some of his like because like bands like uh you know poison Monte Krugan, like they have that like bluesy guitar edge to it and then they just mix it with like that wannabe metal of the time well yeah be- well because all those bands were just the rolling stones i mean that's all that was like guns and roses is the rolling stones it's just the next progression of that you know and and that's what the rolling stones were the rolling stones were the first band to kind of take blues i shouldn't say yeah. the first band zeppelin did it because jimmy page was a blues guitar player. yeah but the stones were around before zeppelin and oh, yeah, and uh you know and yeah right but that's that's like the progression of it you know what i mean yeah. so like you you literally like uh people hold those um it, it, the places in those bands like if you look at the rolling stones and guns and roses Axel was just Mick Jagger and Slash was just Keith Richards. Yeah, and, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like, like, oh, yeah, no doubt. You know, yeah. like that kind of thing. And Aerosmith is the same way. Oh, you no know? doubt. And, that's and, obvious. Yeah, right. So, yeah. like, that's you know, the blues um, influence comes from that because yeah. those early rock bands, like all the Clapton stuff and everything, all those dudes did is listen to blues in England and then mm-hmm. bring it back up, bring it back over. The Beatles, are, I guess, are the exception. Um, because they were a little more bubblegum, you know. Yeah, they started getting creative. It's weird. There's bands. There's bands that are either the Rolling Stones and there's bands that are the Beatles. But yep. I think those are the two influences, and yep. you could really boil it back to it. when it, we're talking about modern uh, uh, rock music. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, uh, it, yeah, you could boil it back to those two bands. So yeah, that's why uh, po- you know, in Poison, Poison was probably a little bit cornier. I would say Guns N' Roses was like the real fucking deal. Yeah. Um, and then Molly Crew was cool as hell. Though. Molly Crew was cool, cool but they were hell. a little bit more like corny. Yeah, like I can't stand Tommy Lee, but when I mean, you're watching Nikki Six rock out on stage, that dude was cool. Yeah, no, they <laughs> were cool. And uh, and then and then Poison was like a little bit more corny. And then you got into like Rat and Warrant and all that shit. And that shit yeah, was just corny. That's shit. when it turned into ballads. And then Heaven isn't too far away. Yeah. Who's that? Uh, <laughs> Nelson was that Nelson? <laughs> I don't know. I'm guessing that's like, way no, out into the know, stratosphere. Probably warrant, but you know, <clears throat> those bands. You know what I mean? Once things started getting stagnant with them, that's when Cobain came along and right. changed everything. Sure, you know? like 
when Nevermind hit the charts, the number one song on the Billboard charts was Warrant Cherry Pie when, Nirvana, when they recorded Nevermind. When they recorded it, because then in Nevermind, not Nevermind knocked Michael Jackson out of the number yep. one spot. That was the big yep. thing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Nevermind. All right, so for people our age, and I, it's got to be universal. I mean, uh, Nevermind was just it was just a life changing thing, you know. And I had listened. So yeah, so going back to my guitar thing, because that's what we we're talking about. I when I whatever got me there. Whenever I turned um, 12, 13 years old, around that area. I started getting into to real music again. Um, my, I had cousins who were skaters, and a couple of years before that, they kind of turned me on to the Dead Kennedys and bands like that. Raging Against the Machine, um, I remember hearing through them the first time. Mm-hmm. That was all 93. And uh, Really? The Raging Against the Machine album came out before that, didn't it? Nope, 93. Well, then maybe it wasn't. Oh, you know who uh, they turned me on to was Mr. Bungle. Which came huh. out, yeah, you know, and stuff like bands like that. So then, you know, I was I was growing, I was becoming a teenager, I was getting into, I was getting into a whole bunch of different shit, and so music became. So then I started pick, you know, I had a Stratocaster, uh, and I started picking it up again, and then I started playing, and then I and then I realized that girls liked it, so I was like, fuck yeah, <laughs> this is fucking awesome, and then, um, uh, but what I did is I taught myself bar chords, you know, I kind of just like, you know, and that was the beauty of Nirvana, you know what I mean, that right. Could- which I think any musician into being in a band. Right. You know? And it's been said a million times before, but I really think that that was their thing is like people listened to the Beatles and and they were like, this is awesome. But they didn't think I could do this. You know what I mean? Right. Big, especially if you're talking about like Sgt. Pepper's and albums like that. Oh, they're yeah, all off yeah. the wall and shit. But then people listen to Nirvana and they're like, not only is this awesome, I could fucking do this. You know what I mean? And like that, that was like the biggest thing. Like mm-hmm. it just exploded. So yeah, that was my guitar thing. And so then you were, uh, what- I had no idea what I was going to do. I just saw, you know, when Nirvana played that New Year's, I knew I wanted to play music with you in some way or another, right, right. had no musical background whatsoever. But when I saw Nirvana play that live and loud concert on New Year's Eve, Remember, we all had it on tape. Yeah, the sure. Best, the best concert yeah. ever played on MTV. I watched it not too long ago. It's awesome. Yeah. Once I saw Dave Roll play the drums, I was like, I want to play the drums more than anything. I want to <laughs> be a drummer. It was amazing. Like right. how hard he hit, smashing those things. It, it just it looked so awesome. That's that's the instrument I want to play. So I set up the boxes in my room. You know, I remember I had <clears throat> I had a basket on a stick <laughs> to make the hi hat sound. So right. that was my hi hat, the basket, and my bass was just. My bass drum was just me stomping on the floor. I had a little laundry bin as my snare drum. And the rack toms, the floor tom was just, and the cymbals were just all air drumming. But I would just pop in the Nirvana live and loud tape and just copy his motions. Dave Grohl, copy the motions, Dave Grohl. Until I just knew the motions. <laughs> and that's basically, I just knew those several Nirvana songs based on his motions. And I wanted it so bad that, you know, we, I got the drum set that my mom did not want to buy me and keep in the house whatsoever. Well, I just knew those Nirvana songs, so we started playing those couple Nirvana yeah, songs. Yeah, and I had an amp and a guitar because of my dad. Yep. I remember the first we started playing in your in your room, that little room. Yeah, in, yeah, in your in your in your house, and your mm-hmm. mom was cool enough to let us play there. And I remember, uh, I never wanted to sing. I always wanted to be a guitar player, but you're like, dude, you just have to sing. You got to sing, right? Because <laughs> we didn't even have like a bass player at that point. But it, do you remember? I think there's even a video of it. But the the first mic stand that I ever used was a, a lamp, a lamp stand. With yeah. the mic was actually duct taped to the side yep. of it. Yeah. <laughs> we, were, we were very crafty yeah we did whatever we needed to yeah, do to get that that's shit how done. bad we wanted that that's we true. wanted to be in that band we wanted to you know form a band together and right. we did it man and and then green day came along and we and, and that was the same thing as nirvana so we basically were like uh 12 year old kids uh, 13 year old kids who were just covering nirvana and green yeah. Day songs and you know we were lucky enough to have those bands come out at that time and like you said you know we were like we can do this we right. can play these songs you know right I do remember though when we, I remember one time we wanted to play. Uh, I think it was Molly's Lips, and I was like, "Man, that song's way too fast. I cannot <laughs> play it. I cannot play it." Now that song is like snail pace to us. I probably wanted to play it because it's only two chords of the whole song, <laughs> yeah. and it doesn't change. Yeah. It doesn't change keys or anything. So I was like, "Yeah, I could do this. I could just play these two chords back right. and forth." But I remember I it's literally it. G and C the whole time. I think, and that's it. Yeah, right. So we sucked. I mean, whatever. Yeah. But then but, we played and played and played. Yeah, we played our first show a week after I bought my drums in your backyard. Oh, I right. still have it on tape. I have a picture of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. I don't think Mark ever played bass. He was just like looking over to see what bar chord you were playing and would just play that note on that fret. <laughs> right. And then we had Chad, who actually ended up being in our real band later mm-hmm. on. And he was like, uh, I don't even think his guitar was plugged in. No. Nope. <laughs> we were just banging on fucking bass. But it wasn't that bad. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure it was. But for the time being, the amount of skill we had, we never, you know, we didn't practice that much. You can't say it was bad based on those things. Like okay, we had we had the we had the touch. Right, you know what I mean. We knew it was going to be fun, and well, know. okay. So the whole point isn't to 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 just reminisce about uh, like uh, how much we liked playing or whatever. But the point is is that we we embarked at that point on uh, a new thing for both of us together. Like we pretty much created that that band, yeah. which ended up being a pretty popular band, um, a pretty popular three-piece band that then we rolled into another band that became like a, a, a pretty popular, I mean, I, you know, whatever. It, it was a relatively popular band. We were able to, to play a lot. For and, our age. And, and, to, the, and to travel around and stuff like that. Yeah. But, um, and it was cool that, you know, the mid-90s brought out punk rock again, you know? Right. Right, because we we quickly went from being you know twelve, thirteen years old listening to Nirvana and Green Day to you know the next year then being into all the Fat Wreck and Epitaph bands yeah, and yeah. then getting into all the old punk bands and I mean that's still where I am. I mean we're talking about twenty years later and yeah. I I literally just went and saw No Effects. Uh, see, literally uh, <laughs> went and saw No Effects. Uh, you know, a month ago, and uh, I'm pissed off that um I have a wedding on. I'm not pissed off. I have a wedding on Sunday. He's a good friend of mine, but. But uh, Good Riddance is playing at Asbury Lanes really? on Sunday night, and I'm going to have to miss it. You know? Oh, man, I haven't seen them in so long. Right. They were one of my faves. So that's what stuck. I listen to all kinds of music, but that's definitely what stuck. And that's what our high school band was. So our high school band was called Lint, and w- yes, I'm, uh, I'm aware that uh tim armstrong yeah. from operation ivy his nickname was lint and no relation but we didn't know that when we were kids no. and we named this band we li- we i almost said literally we we uh we named this band um we were uh in uh Dornillas. yeah our friend's room who was the bass player at the time and we were probably smoking weed or whatever we definitely were smoking weed. <laughs> <laughs> okay and uh i clarify put on the black light saw the lint named her band lint yeah that's it that's exactly what went down. Then we put out uh, a demo tape that went over really well. Then we put out a seven inch that went over really well. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that, you know, out of all the stuff that I did in music, that is what people bring up to me the most. Seven inch, right? That's Lint seven inch. Yep, it's unbelievable. So. Songs I wrote when I was 14 years old. Yep. Uh, me and uh, Crystal went over to her friend's house a couple of days ago. And her boyfriend or fiance, whoever this cat was, he was like, you know, taken back that I was a part of Lint. He said, I got the seven inch in the other room. Knew exactly where it was. Now this dude's in his 30s. Right. Knew exactly where it was. Took it off his shelf. You know, handed it to me. And before he even took it off his shelf, he's like, I know that seven inch. He's like, it's got the has a police car on the front. I was like, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> That's the one. Yeah. So anyway, whatever. So and then and then we uh, and then that band, we went on basically the three of us in that band went on and made another band called the Grillers, which I know is the worst possible name for a band ever. (laughs) And no, it has nothing to do with grilling outside and spatulas and anything (laughs) like that. It's a long story and who cares? Yeah. Um, But that band had decent success. We actually recorded We recorded an album at Big Blue Meanie, which was a big studio at the time. They were doing all that like. uh, post-hardcore screamo stuff like thursday yep. and taking back sunday and all that stuff yep. they record our album they did uh they did the souls anchors away too oh yeah right yeah, yeah. they've done a lot of cool stuff out yeah there. It's, it's an awesome studio and it's, we play and that was our scene then we played with all those dudes we were we were playing in uh new brunswick basements yep. with those bands um and uh you know or battle the bands with all those bands that were on their way up and whatever yep and uh that one battle we played at uh at club benet I remember that was uh, Coheed and Cambria's like first tour for Second Stage Turbine Blade. Oh, really? Yeah, and I remember like they, you know, that was their tour. It was just that was their stop, but then they got like fourth place in the battle. <laughs> so they wait. So they played a battle of the bands, but yeah. it was but it wasn't like it was just so that they could play, right? Like, remember when we were on tour, we played like a battle of the bands in Maryland, but we didn't care about the battle. It was just like a stop on our tour. Yeah. Was that a battle of the bands? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. Remember that place in Maryland? Well, anyway. So wait, did did our band uh, place higher than Coheed and Cambria? Yeah, we got third. Oh wow! Coheed Look at us. <laughs> yeah. Look who the winners are now, Coheed. <laughs> <laughs> Claudio. <laughs> but, <Why yeah>. <laughs> um, but yeah, that you know, remember that? Uh, I, it was uh, you know, we were playing with Tevis at the time, so it was yeah, right. That, it was the girl. It was the it was that girl. Yeah. yeah. So you know, 
you know what? That's incorrect. Okay, cool. Thank <laughs> we you. We were still playing with Joe. Because it was about 2001. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it, and nobody at home cares about any of this, so... I know, but I'm just saying. Yeah, you know. right. Yeah, right. So anyway, I guess the point of talking about the band was is that, uh, is that that was really... I mean, we were close before that, but that was like real... We spent all of... And, in, and then in the meantime, in high school... So let's talk about the deli. So in the meantime, in high school, we were not... That's quite a jump, though. Why? The deli? Yeah. Oh, that we just jumped to ninety eight, ninety nine, right there. Oh, uh, okay. All right, never mind. Well, I Although trying. I can't wait to get to that. Stuff. <laughs> I was trying. That's going to be ten shows right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So what else in high? What else in high school besides uh, you know um, other extra extracurricular activities? Uh, you know, it was ba- high school was basically the band. Uh, yeah, the band. You know, and really, we devoted all of our time to that thing, huh? We went over Mark's house every day after every school to day practice after school, and write yeah. songs. Yeah. Yep. And then we'd play shows on the weekend at either a VFW, Club Benet. Got to give him another shout out. Um, where else would Rest we play? Rest in peace, when by we were, way. <laughs> Yeah. Where else would we play when we were younger? A lot, a lot of VFWs. A lot, a lot of know. VFW. Well, the punk thing was big, so we played a lot of basements, basements. a lot of VFWs. I feel like I'm The Stone Pony, some. man. We oh, played yeah, a Stone Pony, Pony all right. the time, every yep. almost every Sunday. Yeah. Uh, a lot of Asbury places, the Saint we play, mm-hmm. um, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That, I mean, that was that was fucking high school. But who cares? Let's bring it to the deli. <laughs> you can't wait either. <laughs> well, you know what? Let's hold off on the deli. All right. I, I want to talk. So w- we have like twenty minutes left in this podcast, and we just rambled on about our band uh, for a little bit. And uh, I guess, I guess, at one point we'll play a track from the band. Not that I don't know if anybody will care listening to this, but. Uh, at least you know you could hear uh, us in the band. Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't think us just talking about it over and over again. Yeah, right. Which again isn't the point of this, but we're just trying to we're just trying to show we're just trying to show how we've been uh, close close knit with each other for forever. You know, like the other people in the band don't really matter. Every time me and you were in a band, you like you you're literally literally the only uh, drummer that I've ever played with. Well, no, that's not true, but for the most part. You know, in a band, every time I've been in bands, you've always been the drummer. Like me and you were always the sole component, right? Of it, and then people kind of just right. came away, and that's that's that what I was trying the, to get one at. One of the main that is the main point here that like it's our you know creative connection that sparks things, right? You know, and uh, and um, so and there, what I was gonna we'll talk about the deli in the next episode is that there was a point in our life where we we uh, worked with each other all day. Went to band practice with each other all night, and then hung out with each other all like for years. We're mm-hmm. nonstop. That was it, to the point where now, and we haven't seen each other in a long time, and uh, and we're both back uh, for whatever circumstances in our hometowns. I will still see people at the bar, and they will ask me where you are. So uh, so I'll show up and I'll see somebody that I haven't seen in, in, in you know in in ten years or whatever, and they'll be like, "Hey man, what's going on? Where's Richie at?" <laughs> like, and I'm like, what? "She's not my girlfriend," you know, you know, like or like, like considered a duo. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like people think it's weird if they if they see me without you <laughs> yeah. or you without me. It's, or I don't know if that happens to you. Maybe it's just me. Maybe they. Like, I just I haven't hit the bars in a while. Yeah, that's true. But so I want to talk. All right, so I want to talk about this uh, before we go because I found this very interesting. There is a uh, there is a girl, um, and obviously we're not going to say her name, uh, but I saw this on Facebook today, and I, this always fa- Facebook is is fascinating to me because the stuff that people are willing to put on there, right? You know, it's it, it's stunning. I, I have a Facebook account. I know you you went like struck kicking and screaming into Facebook. <laughs> I remember actually you. Were, <laughs> you uh this was years ago and and you were all fucked up um uh you showed up at a party and you were i guess you were getting mad uh this had to be like five or six years ago and you were like getting mad that uh we weren't inviting you to things but we weren't inviting you to things because you were fucked up like you know and uh understandable yeah right and um and you were and but i think i think what you were doing and uh, you probably don't even remember this at all. No. But I think what you were doing is you were resisting getting a Facebook because that's the way that you are. You you know even I stick by my guns, right? You, well, no. What you do, <laughs> what you do is you is you hate on shit and you hate on shit until like it's so overdone, and then you're like, 
all right, I guess. <laughs> you know, like we're talking about Code and Cambria, you did, you literally did that with Code and Cambria when everybody was listening to that band Code and Cambria, uh, like back when that first album came out and everything. Or, or, I hated on Code. Yeah, you're like, why are you guys listen to this? This shit sucks. This shit sucks. Why are you listen to this? this I think you're thinking about Thursday. This shit. No, I hated Thursday. I, I don't think I ever hit because I didn't even really know who Coheed was until you played me their second record, and I right. was like, this is awesome. Uh, but but uh, I don't even remember the second. Anyway, the whole record. the whole point was that you're like, this sucks. This sucks. This sucks. And then like you. Years later, when like everyone's kind of over, you're like, "This shit rules," <laughs> and and you were doing that with uh, with Facebook. You're like, "I don't understand why anybody has that. Why the fuck would you?" Blah blah blah. What the fuck I, would you I blah, still blah. hate Facebook. I know, but here's the thing that you were doing is when I remember this um, uh, because I analyzed it afterwards, and I was like, "That son of a bitch." You were you were at a party, and with us, you showed up, and uh, later, and you were like, uh, you were like, "Well, what do I have to do? Do I have to be on Facebook? Is that what it is?" Like, oh, you guys told me I did. No, but you <laughs> wanted. Here's the, what. Here's what I believe in my heart is that you wanted to be on Facebook, and you wanted an excuse to get on Facebook. So you're making <laughs> no. it seem you're making it seem like we forced you into it. No. Like you're going because you're literally going. What I got to do? I got to be on Facebook. Like just tell me if I got to be on Facebook. I don't want to be on Facebook, but if it is what I have to do. Just, and then finally, I was like, "All right, fine, be on, on be on Facebook, Rich." And you were like. All right, fine. I guess I'm getting a Facebook then. I was like, this motherfucker just wants it, but he doesn't want That's to act like it was how his I idea. It. I'm guarantee you, you don't remember that at all. Your eyes weren't open at any time. Anyway, <laughs> Facebook is weird. So this is what this girl wrote, which kind of stunned me. To all my friends and family, I am a terrible person, friend, and wife. I have hurt the ones I love. I am sorry for being an asshole and ruining your lives. I will be going dark on Facebook for a while. I have to fix everything. I cheated. Ooh. Yeah. And this chick is uh dark. This chick is uh married and has a child. Now look, I mean, cheating, you know, happens or whatever, but this is the crazy thing. Airing it all out. Why? Like to me, to me, why would you ever do that? I mean, that's an attention starver, you know? But but if you're uh, I don't unless that was her thing, unless that was her thing of uh of like publicly shaming herself maybe. To like, 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 uh, I that I don't know, but to anybody that would put something like that out there, and I, you know, and I don't, and she's not it, uh, honestly, if this was somebody 10 years younger than us or 20 years younger than us or whatever, like maybe I could kind of understand that because uh, the newer generations are so entwined in social media that it's almost like they like that they put it doesn't matter, you know, yeah, yeah. It, but I think that uh, people at our age still have a little bit of like a, a need for privacy or yeah. something like that. And this chick's about our age. She might be a couple years younger than us or whatever. Um, But uh, yeah, I just totally read that. And, and then I, there's a, a billion comments as you can imagine. And yeah. they're all, they're all uh, saying stay strong. Right. Right. Yeah. Actually, it's pretty funny. There's like all these chicks, uh, all these girls who uh, wrote like, you're a beautiful person we all make mistakes yeah. and like these long ass paragraphs and everything and then at the very end the last time i looked at it at the very end there was just one deer in the road <laughs> hang in there <laughs> but uh so basically the chick is admitting to the fact that she cheated on her husband i guess i mean it's kind of so, cryptic yeah. you know on facebook and and what i was thinking about is okay she decided to do that but what if you're the husband like i i don't like i if that happened to me and it did happen to me it's happened to me before like i i would be like let's work this out together yeah and and even if you did want to work it out at that point it's like why'd you air all this shit out bitch i <laughs> want to talk to you ever again you know I, that's what i'm saying i think it would make it worse yeah you know? absolutely like uh, absolutely unless they came to the decision where he was saying like this is your penance you have to put this on facebook so everybody knows how horrible <laughs> of a person you are but why would you ever want that out there right you know uh yeah i don't get the whole airing out your private life thing and for the people that do do that like it, it's it, the only conclusion I come up with is that it's just like, like a, a scream for attention. Like they want that, you know, people to 30 say. comments of stay strong and prayers or whatever. Right. You know, emoji this and me, me that. Right. <laughs> my yeah, because my one my one big observation about Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff is. Uh, and I and I I find it to be a rule, and I have no proof behind it, but I, I strongly believe in the fact that the more that you say that your life is great on Facebook, the worse that your life really Absolutely. is. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So everybody has that one Facebook friend where they're oh. like, they're like, oh, uh, you know, obviously the hashtag blessed thing is a, is a uh, is a joke that everybody yeah. makes now. But seriously, people, we we have a friend that that puts pictures up and puts hashtag blessed. 
and uh and you know it's it's just crazy the way that people will go out of their way to be like check me out this is yeah. you know i mean life is great i love like whenever somebody puts something up and they're miserable right that's <laughs> what i mean whenever somebody like whenever but somebody puts up a picture and it just every once in a while if you put up a picture of your girlfriend or your boyfriend and say like i love this dude i love this girl that's cool you know what i mean i've done that before but if you're every single day putting up pictures of like this is my man, I, nobody in the world makes him happier than I than me. We have the best relationship yeah. ever. All that shit. That relationship is terrible. You know, yes, <laughs> you know that how bad that relationship is. It's almost like a barometer, like the other way to be able to tell that. You know, right. which is what's weird about this post to me is is you know is it not that bad i don't know i've never i've honestly never seen somebody that people write cryptic shit on facebook all the time you know they kind of get those 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 uh those responses like oh it's going to be okay and all that stuff and and stroke their ego and everything Mm -hmm. but this was like a straight up declaration like you know i mean like i fucking cheated Mm -hmm. i don't know it's a a mountaintop screamer right there (laughs) well yeah it's it has to be just a cry for attention. What else can you come up with with that kind? Of well, stuff, I mean, I she know? I guess she apparently cheated. Yeah, that's kind of clear. I don't know. You know, unless she you know was playing cards. <laughs> she cheated. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what it is. Blade. They were playing Monopoly and she stole from the bank. Yeah, and that's know, it. But I doubt that's it. I don't know if that would wreck her family and her life and make her such <laughs> yeah, a horrible person. Right, though. right. I mean, everyone slept to five hundred every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I don't know. <laughs> you got the fake arm on the table. <laughs> <laughs> the whole cheating thing is, is weird. Uh, like I was, I was, I was actually talking to a friend of mine on the way back from a road trip that I went on, and uh, I was, I was saying, like, I don't think that there is a way around cheating now in this time in this era. You know what I mean? Because because of, and, and social media has like a big part of that to the point where I'm a single guy now. Uh, I went through a really bad breakup probably uh, a, about a year ago now. I mean, not a little less than a year ago. And there was cheating involved uh, and stuff like that. Um, but this isn't the reason that I'm saying that. Uh, because I think every relationship that I've ever had, there's been cheating involved, whether it was on my side or the girl's side. You know what I mean? And... Um, I think I was saying to my friend when we were driving home that honestly, I think that if I'm ever in a uh, relationship again, uh, um, by default, it was it would have to be an open relationship. Does that make any sense? It makes sense. Sure. Well, here and here's the reason why. And the girl and the person I was talking to is a girl. She's a friend of mine. And uh, and she immediately was like, nope, not going to happen. Would never happen. Can't do it. But here's my reason is that uh, is that there's a very, very, very good chance, whether you want to admit it or not, that at some point, if you're with somebody, especially for the long haul, that there's going to be some sort of, uh, you know, infidelity going on. You know what I mean? And I know that's a bleak outlook and, and, Mm -hmm. but, uh, but it's just almost, it's almost in the structure now because of Facebook and all that stuff. Um, it's so easy for people to reach out with each other. It's so, and, and then, and then there are people that like, like I look at, you know, I'll be on Instagram and I'll be like, damn, this girl's fucking hot as hell. You know what I mean? Or, or like, I'm yeah, sh- but they never look like that. No, I know. I, <laughs> right. It's all smoke and mirrors. But, yeah. but still, you know, you get to the point when it's that easy to just reach out to somebody. I know what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like the numbers have had to, and, and obviously everyone's been cheating on everybody forever. But nowadays I think, and so here's my thing on the ocean open relationship. And I'm not trying to make like a grand statement here or anything like that, but, uh, but like I feel that um, just having that agreement can take away anything bad that could happen that yeah. way. You know, you understand? I know what you're saying. Yeah. So like I, we know it takes it, away the fear, it takes away the anxiety. Right. <clears throat> uh, there's a there's a couple that I know that are in, and I'm I'm using air quotes here, an mm-hmm. open relationship. Um, what are those flying shrimp? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the reason why I'm using air quotes is because they've been married for years. Uh, you know, quoting pro- all this. No, I, I just like I, now. I'm, I'm just <laughs> working my fingers down, out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, they've been married. Yeah, <laughs> they've been married for ten years. <laughs> no, they've literally been married for ten years, and they've had an open. Now I'm using it, open relationship that whole time, but they've never done anything with anybody else. But I and and I think the thing is, is that just having that option, uh, you know, so like. It, it almost number one it, it makes take, it not so adventurous and right it takes away the taboo of it which is a very right. big thing yeah. and then also it, it really makes you think about it because you know that you're going to discuss this 
You know what I mean? Like, like an open relationship, at least by my standards, isn't like, okay, you could just go out and get drunk at a bar and go home and fuck somebody and then we'll talk about it later. I think it's more of having enough openness with each other to be like, listen, I kind of have feelings or an attraction to somebody else. I'm thinking that I might want to do something about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it, instead and, of lying and keeping and have right and having the respect, sneak to, around, right? Exactly, mm-hmm. and have the respect to do that and every and everything. So that's what I was saying to my friend is like, I really think that like the next long term girlfriend that I have is gonna have to be on board with that, and it's not. It's gonna be tough to find. I know. I don't. You know. Well, you would have to be in, even if you you propose that to someone and it seems like a good idea to them, they're gonna be like, no way, just to not seem like they're into that because they don't want to look like they're into that, which would make them look like a slut. <laughs> right. You know? Well, what girl, I think what girls think and, uh, and I haven't proposed this to anybody. There's nobody in the fucking chamber. There's, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like the, uh, as far as like girlfriend relationship wise goes, but I think what girls think would immediately think the default would be that, Oh, this guy just wants to bang other girls while he's with me. And he wants to like an excuse to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But that's not the truth. You know, like for me, I, I think the the open relationship thing would be in order to find somebody who's like, uh, who who's, has the mental capacity to actually hold a real relationship and not have things crumble apart by, you know, cheating on somebody. Yeah. I, I don't know. I know? understand what you're saying. I understand it. But you don't think it's going to happen though. It's going to be tough. It could happen, but I would, I would think it's a very difficult find. Very. Yeah, I guess. And like I said, this girl that I this girl that I was talking to, unless you find them online, you know what I mean, where you propose it online and someone else, or like that's an upfront thing, you know, like uh, like because I was thinking, uh, I was thinking like, you know, you meet some girl, you hook up with her a couple times, and then things start kind of getting like a little bit more serious and stuff like that. I'm thinking like that would be the time that I would like kind of, and also I think it would be a good test of. Uh, I don't want to say intelligent because I, I, I don't require some like overly intelligent woman. You know what I mean? Although it would be a great um, change. <laughs> but but uh, it would be a good test of moral fiber. Right. That's the thing. Like like it's not it's not saying that uh, or, OK, like we're going to be in this relationship, but we could go out and have sex with other people. It's more saying that if this comes up we're both going to be mature enough right. to discuss it right. and if if and and if we feel like like uh it's inevitable then then hopefully we'll both be mature enough to get through this and it's nothing to fight over because if you take if you take sex out of the and like I'm going to be totally honest here I, my my ex girl my ex my ex fiance uh cheated on me um and uh, it, from what she says, she didn't. Even, she didn't even have sex with the guy. She just hooked up with him. But whatever, it, it doesn't. That doesn't, none of that matters. Just so you know, he didn't even come inside. <laughs> <of her. Yeah. laughs> um, and but but I I think back on that sometimes, and it's not. It has nothing. Even if she did have sex with this guy, it has nothing to do with the sex. You know, I'm sure at the time I was pissed off. You know what I mean? And you go through that like fucking. Um, uh, eyes wide shut thing where you're just picturing fucking yeah. Nicole Kidman and that dude, you yes. know, and like freaking mm-hmm. out, and then that fucking song keeps going, and then you wear masks and go to a hooker party. But um, I know exactly what you're gonna say. Let's continue. Uh, what? What? So it's not the sex. It's it's the it's the it's uh, for me. It was I when this happened for me. She was out. I knew that shit was up. I was calling her. She was in Manhattan. I was in Jersey City. I had no idea where she was. Um, and so I, sp- I, I was up the whole night worrying and, and when I look back at it now, it's that it's, it's the, it's just the, tell me, just be on, you know what I mean? That's what you want. Like, just be honest. Right. Right. And tell me. Right. Exactly. I'm not an idiot. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's the trust thing. It's, right. it's the trust thing. So if that's what it is, it's like, uh, you know, you know how they say that, um, like, I, I don't think many things revolved around sex actually have to do with sex. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, so like cheating. I don't think that so much has to do with sex. I mean, like, like, do you really like if you if you have an okay relationship with somebody, like it, it's not the, the actual uh, physical thing of having sex with somebody else isn't going to be the most gratifying thing in the world. It's more like we talked about either the taboo or maybe you're trying to make a statement or or like maybe you're trying to get the attention of somebody and be like, listen, like or whatever and it's like they say with rape too like they say that rape isn't a sexual act they say that it's a violent act you know like it's a, it makes sense right and rape scares the shit out of me yeah it's the worst thing in the world obviously i didn't mean to get dark during this yeah. episode but but you know you know what i'm saying so so i feel uh that 
in a, an open relationship. And if any of you ladies out there are listening and are into this, <laughs> sooner or later we're gonna nice have, we're gonna here. have a phone number to call. So just call <laughs> old Dev up and we'll talk about it. But uh, yeah, I just think I think as time goes on, just just the way that uh, um just the way that we're progressing as as a people anyway you know like uh like as far as like gay marriage and and uh how, and all that stuff is like now becoming the norm yeah i feel like that's in the future that's going to have to be monogamy's going down the shitter it's gonna have to be a big part of things and i know there's a lot of people out there that are that progressive now but it's still the minority you know oh absolutely but absolutely. i don't think that and again, I might, you know, I might be looking at this through through a, a negative aspect, but uh, I don't think that's something that you're going to have to discuss with your partner no matter what. And it's mm-hmm. going to come up in anybody's lifetime. So you have two options. You either ignore it and then somebody cheats, either the woman cheats or the guy cheats. And then you have two you have two choices. Then you either let it completely destroy what you have or you go through fucking months or years of you know therapy or whatever the fuck it is that you have to do to finally get back together or you talk about it up front be honest with be honest right. with each other yeah and then whatever that's the best route possible. right exactly you know what i mean because then there's no suffering and it, and if you could deal with it yourself and just realize that you know like you were saying a cheat is more of an adventurous act you know your girl's not out there like gazing into some dude she's banging the eyes be like i love you more than i love my boyfriend <laughs> yeah right you know what i mean you know you're the only one that's got that you right. know so okay she bangs some dude she takes a shower and it's off of her right that, <laughs> <laughs> that's what i mean that's what i mean the actual sex part of it i don't think i mean it's a big deal i'm, I'm not writing that off it's you never would want somebody that you're in love with to have sex with somebody right, else right, unless right. unless you're you're swingers right, you know right. what i mean or something mm-hmm. like that but when it comes down to it that part that part of it is probably in the long run once you get over all the emotion the, the regular raw like uh, initial raw emotions and everything that is the least important part of the whole thing you know you know what i'm saying so that that's my whole point i didn't even mean to get on open relationships no, that's I was a very just, good point that's i was just ta- i was just talking about this but yeah you know I, and honestly, I think that's uh, that's something that I'm going to look for. And and I'll if I get into a relationship while we're doing this podcast, hopefully we're doing this podcast for a long time. So hopefully that comes up. I will keep you guys updated on that because it's inter- both banger. It's inter- <laughs> no, no friends. I'm just kidding. No friends. I'm actually in a point in my life where I have no desire to cheat whatsoever. Well, that's good. And, yeah. And I grew up a rascal if you will right you know what i mean i'm not gonna get into depth on that but <laughs> i don't in case anyone listens to this i don't want to hurt anyone's feelings right but i'm actually at a point where i never think about it i have no desire to do it and it makes me feel good about myself yeah i mean you get to that point like i you know uh uh, I, even looking back at every time that I've ever cheated on a girl and it's not like I was uh, by the way we're coming to the end here but oh. we could we could go a little bit uh think of a song to go out on oh damn yeah I thought you had that lined up no I don't <laughs> maybe um, we'll find a weird Al song no we can't we're gonna get sued yeah I'm telling you we can't, can't play Velvet Elvis we can't use anything oh, that big man. I'm already worried about the bear versus shark <laughs> Well, uh, what was I saying? Oh, every time that I've ever cheated on somebody, and again, I'm not acting like I was fucking like Don Juan or some right. shit. You know, it happened. Don a few, Juan Nooch. It happened a few times. <laughs> Most of it happened when I was younger, and yeah. it doesn't matter anyway. Like you look back at high school, early college relationships, and who gives a shit anyway? Right. People that do when they're older, are people that didn't do when they're younger, just like any other tab. Uh, here's thing. another thing. Here's another thing about cheating that I think would be beneficial in an open relationship is. Uh, on the other side of the coin is when you're the cheat, unless you're a complete sociopath and completely, <laughs> and completely, you know, detached from from human emotions and everything like that. I know in my case, in my situation, I had one relationship where I, I cheated a lot. Um, it was a pretty volatile relationship, and we were on a whatever it doesn't matter. But uh, I know that this girl never, probably never cheated on me. Yeah, this girl probably never cheated on me. She wasn't even like an overly sexual girl or anything like that. And, um, but I cheated on her and, uh, a few times throughout our, our relationship and it wasn't a perfect relationship. So I'm not trying, you know, I don't seem like I was <laughs> like, I don't want to seem like I was in like some nice relationship and I was cheating. It was like, you know, we were on and off and all that shit. But what ended up happening to me 
was that I got so paranoid over the fact that she was cheating on me. You know what I mean? So it's almost like... Oh, that you try and lay down the insurance policy. Well, no, no, it's not even that. <laughs> insurance lay. It was because I was cheating. So oh, it's, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. it's like when when if you're a thief, you always think somebody's going to steal from you. Of course. You know yeah. what I mean? So like that takes yeah, that... Yeah, that's a huge part of cheating. Yeah, right. It, on the other side, you know, because you always think about the, the victim being the person who was cheated on. But there's so, there's a lot of... If, if you care, again, if you're not a sociopath, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff that you end up going through whether you recognize it or not it's subconscious or not being the cheater you know so that takes that if you have if you have an an open uh forum to talk about these things it takes that away too right. you know right i don't know that's all i have to say we don't have to talk anymore no about cheating. very very good point though very good point. anyway uh yeah so this i i'm i'm interested i'm going to uh i don't check facebook often but i'm going to be looking at it and seeing any updates that happens with this girl because i'm stunned that somebody would put something that right. private on facebook right. you know where your friend, where you're like, you know, everybody. The thing with Facebook, everyone you know, and and not even just people you went to high school with. Like, and now everybody's on Facebook. Parents, yeah. grandparents, mm-hmm. fucking, you know, the colleagues. Whole, yeah, know, the whole thing. Your it's, boss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, boss, I'm a cheater. <laughs> so, uh, by the way, I robbed the petty cash drawer. <laughs> <laughs> so you were uh, five minutes late today, and I saw you fucked another guy <laughs> last night. So, um, can you come to my office? We're gonna talk about that. Congratulations on being a scumbag. <laughs> 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 all right what song are we gonna go out on do you have any last uh, thoughts if you want to add anything no this? no this I, is our third episode and it's the first time that we got a, a little bit serious yeah no serious i enjoyed subject. that I, I would like to go out like that <laughs> let it marinate <laughs> um yeah i don't know let's uh what song should we listen to here pick one hurry up um let's see let's listen to a little bit uh not big it's got to be obsolete right Oh, here we go, because I was actually trying to play this before, because I was saying, you know, this is one of my few, one of the few Dead Kennedy songs that I do like is Moon Over Marin. Oh, okay, we could do that. Hopefully the, uh, although the Dead Kennedys are um, uh, always fighting over money and stuff, so they might sue our <laughs> ass, but uh, who knows? Who cares? No one's going to listen to this right now anyway. Right. Um. All right, so third episode of the Unnamed Podcast over with. Uh, Hi, I'm Clark. We will talk more about um, our life and work up to the things yeah. next time. We're getting into the band thing. We're going to hit the deli. The deli's <laughs> definitely going to be interesting. Yeah, Bob's Mark and Deli is, is an interesting definitely. time and all that. So, uh, yeah, anyway, uh, third episode, Nameless Podcast with Devin Ritchie. Thanks for listening, and we will be back soon. And um, I'm waiting for this gym guy to stop talking. Anyway, see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Awkward High Five podcast. For more episodes, visit awkwardhighfive.com.